0: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network.
1: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Nathan Sather. I have the esteemed privilege of being your host uh, for today's show. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network from Wyoming to Wisconsin and multiple points in between. It's an honor and a privilege to be able to be with you here today uh, we've had a wonderful hour in our first hour uh, talking about a beautiful project called Light of the Saints. You can go to lightofthesaints.com to get some information on that. We talked to Sam Fatzinger about her book, A Catholic Guide to uh, Spending Less and Living More. And the show just continues to roll. I mean, it's I always blink and, and the show is over. Uh, this next segment I'm also very excited about um, as a little bit of a, a preview, if you will, I used to do uh, youth ministry uh, back in the day. And one of the first things I wanted to do when I became a youth director was to try to get summer camps with religious sisters. And we got the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, in Ann Arbor Mission to come to our parish. And they did a week with the kids. It was just absolutely awesome. So I'm really excited about this next episode. We're joined here by Sister Josephine to tell us about some uh, opportunities for young ladies to participate in some summer camps in Minnesota. Sister Josephine, welcome to Real Presence Live.
2: Thank you very much. It's nice to be here.
1: Well, it's it's wonderful to have you. I just think it's really important as much as possible. We talk about praying for vocations, especially for our girls to have vocations. I have nine daughters, sisters, so I'm very emphatic about my children um, discerning well if they have a religious vocation or not. And I just think we need to get religious sisters into contact with kids. I mean, I just feel like that's the that's the easiest thing in the world to do. <laughs> or or at least you'd think it'd be the easiest thing. Like, oh, yeah, we need to get religious sisters in, in front of our own kids. Uh, so I'm curious, just tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe a, a brief little bit about how you were called to religious life and a little bit about the order in which you serve. Yeah, so...
2: Um I am, yeah, as you said, Sister Josephine. Um, I actually grew up in Lincoln, Nebraska, and what you were saying about the importance of religious sisters being in contact with, with our kids, especially with young women, um, I can say that really had a huge impact on me. Um, I was in, when I was in second grade, I went to a Catholic school, and my librarian was actually a sister, um, a Marian sister of the Diocese of Lincoln, and it made such a big impact on me. Um, that from that moment I kind of had this inkling in my heart that God might be calling me to belong to Him as, as a sister. Um, and I had multiple sisters as teachers throughout my time in Catholic school. Um, but I think it was more in high school when I came in contact with the Schoenstatt movement, um, the movement within the, the Catholic Church a Marian movement, that, yeah, my, my heart just really was captured very much, even more, by the Blessed Mother and by the thought of, um, of giving myself entirely to her and to her son. Um, and with time of discerning and praying, then um, I had decided to join our community, the Schoenstatt Sisters of Mary, so we um, serve that movement fully with our life and with our time, no matter what what we're doing, um, whether we work directly with people or simply in our houses, but offer ourselves for the fruitfulness of the, the Schoenstatt movement.
1: So is that like the, the charism? Like, are you Carmelites? I guess I don't know very much here.
2: Yeah, so we're actually um, schonstadt So um, Schoenstatt is, is a movement. It has a spirituality um, within the church. It's a Marian and Patrocentric spirituality. So kind of like you were talking about the Dominicans or the Carmelites or the Franciscans, um, Schoenstatt is another spirituality within the church. So that's the the charism that we take on as as community, um, it's actually a lay movement. So the majority of members of the Shenzhen that movement are actually um, couples, mothers, girls, boys, um, is yes, yeah, lay people within um, the church. But we do have certain communities, such as ours or the the priest communities, that then serve and give their life entirely to yeah to serve that movement.
1: Uh. Please forgive me. I am just curious, are you are you habited sisters? Like I, I just literally I've not even heard this before. This is all brand new to me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we are. Um we're actually within the church it's a, we're actually a secular institute. Um so we do have our our dress, um, religious dress. We have the opportunity to go and lay clothes if that best serves our mission, such as some of our sisters who work in public um, universities, then they might have a better influence um, being able to serve and to bring those in their public school to God through lay dress, but the majority of our sisters do um, wear a sister's dress.
1: And so if you're just tuning in, my name is Nathan Sather. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and I'm here with Sister Josephine talking about some, uh, some summer camp opportunities that uh, take place through something we are now learning about called the, the Schoenstatt Movement. Uh, What what are these summer camp opportunities that you offer to young ladies across Minnesota, Sister?
2: Yeah, so in a normal year, we would have six different camps um, at our retreat center and house in Sleepy Eye, Minnesota. Um, But this year, because of COVID, um, it was able to push us kind of out of that comfort zone, out of um, our retreat center there and try to bring our camps to girls around the state um we usually have up to 250 300 girls come throughout the summer from around the state and a few neighboring areas um but this year we can yeah outreach more in their their parishes and um get to know them where they're at and still still be able to serve them there
1: and and is this kind of like um, you're, you're trying to put on a vacation Bible school kind of a thing, like this is a whole week, or what? What, what does this actually pragmatically look like uh, at, at the ground for folks that are actually going through it, Sister? Yes,
2: yeah, so it's very it's very similarly structured to a vacation Bible school. Um, it's Monday through Thursday, um, or I guess. Last Like last week, for example, was Memorial Day. We started on Tuesday. Sure. And with the Fourth of July, we'll also start on Tuesday. But it's, yeah, four days. Um, And it's an opportunity for um, young women to learn about the Blessed Mother, um, to learn how we as women are are called to also resemble her as the most pure, the most perfect woman who God created without original sin. Um, And so... Throughout the week, we've been focusing this year actually on different moments of her life and then relating it to our own life, looking at examples, um, especially in the life of our founder, Father Joseph Kantonik, um, and to see, yeah, how can we become those images? So on the first day, it's actually pretty much a full day. Usually they're overnight camps, what we have. So they will begin, um, we actually have one in Bertha starting today. Um, So they begin at 1, end at 7.30 at night. And then the next two days also, they go 9 a.m. to 7.30. In order that they can really have that full experience of of a summer camp, um, a little bit more than just your vacation Bible school or totus tuus, so like a full day that they can really experience what a normal summer camp is just without sleeping um, on site. Right. And
1: and I... I know that experience that we had when I was a youth director, one of the things that the kids enjoyed the most was uh, one of the kids was really big into soccer and kept asking the sisters mm-hmm. if they would play soccer. And so I don't remember which day it was, but one of the sisters kind of drug him on for a little while, knowing you know full well that at some point in the week she would finally say yes. And so these boys are out here, you know, getting schooled by these two sisters in full habits, you know, playing soccer on the the school playground. Uh, and, but but when I do talk to some of those folks, that's what they remember most. And the pictures that, you know, I went, you know, had some adult volunteers take, um, yeah, it was cool. Oh, the sisters are in the classroom. They're doing this or whatnot. But that soccer game was what everyone remembered the most. So, I'm assuming you have lots of opportunities like that to to connect with kids and actually share life with each other.
2: Yes, that for sure. And I know that's part of what what we love so much about the summer camps is that opportunity to really relate on a natural level. Of course, we do have have talks and um, we have Holy Mass offered um, every day in the parishes. Sometimes depending on the pastor's availability, there are some days it has to drop. Um, But yeah, whether it's that or the rosary or different things and trying to yeah, instill that religious spirit, especially in a world where um, that isn't always so fostered, especially if the young people go to a public school. They don't get that so much in their education. But at the same time, those natural experiences we know really are what go in so much more deeply um, and are what make a lasting impression and also what open the heart for those spiritual experiences.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the the key component, right? Like we all share relationship with each other based on something, right? We're sharing a meal, sharing something. Yeah. Um, when you're, when that kid's playing soccer, I'm not, I wish that, you know, his experience of the rosary or the mass was the most important thing that he took away and remembered, right? <laughs> but he has to relate yeah. to you first. He has to be in relationship with you first. And and right. that's that's the the natural way. Because I, I do think there's an impression that you know sisters are old ladies that hide in monasteries you never see, and what a miserable life that must be, right? No, like they're out there, <laughs> yeah. you know, doing these things just like you are.
2: Yes, yeah, I know that's definitely uh, quite the misconception. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think, yeah, so we love to be with the people, yeah.
1: We, we, we got like thirty seconds here before the end of the break, but I mean, do you get that from kids? Like, they're, they they tell you they're kind of surprised that you're so much fun and you're so so joy filled.
2: <laughs> um, I guess sometimes I think we probably get it a little bit more from from parents or oh. from yeah that have that experience from when they were younger. I think because we also work with so many younger younger people, we get we see them when they are younger, and they do they are surprised. Um, but at the same time, I think they, they want that. And so they're not so shocked by it because it's, they're longing for it. And so they're just happy to experience right. that.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, and when we come back on the other side of this break, we'll continue more with Sister Josephine and talk a little bit more about the Schoenstott movement and camp.
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
3: I think Catholic Radio gives us an opportunity to be family as a church, number one, um, to connect in places where distance is huge in our part of the country, and um, we are inundated with uh, the influence of secular media in our world today. Um, I think that Catholic Radio pr- presents that worldview that is really necessary, and um, I really uh, feel that as parents in particular, those of you who have younger children, are really uh, blessed to have this opportunity to have programming that encourages young people to think outside the box that they're getting on all the other social media that they're exposed to. I think Catholic Catholic media is a world of friends. It's um, not only just a friend uh, as you listen to the people that you know. We need to be strengthened in our voice as a church and as uh, faithful Catholics.
0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Nathan Sather. I have the privilege of being your host today. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network. And in this segment, we're following up with Sister Josephine. Uh, She's telling us about some Schoenstatt, uh, girls use summer camps. Now, is, is it just for girls or is it girls and boys, sister? I guess I was told girls.
2: Yes. Yep. So we do our, our outreach, especially with girls.
1: Awesome. Um, awesome.
2: We like to do the, because of the difference in the the person to focus also, yeah, the education towards the girls. And then oftentimes the priests then work with the boys.
1: Oh, oh I, I love it! I love it. Except for if you were yeah. really good at soccer. If you're really good at soccer, I would want you to crush those sixth grade boys' uh, <laughs> dreams. Uh, a- Any time the spirit of a sixth or seventh grade boy gets crushed, I, I, I smile. <laughs> like this, this needs to happen more often. Um, but I'm not. I'm not so naive, you know. Especially from my youth ministry experience, sister, that things like this have great needs, and so. I'm certain that there are needs uh, that you guys have in trying to put these on. What are some of the needs that you have in doing uh, this kind of a uh, event?
2: Yeah, so I think especially this year, because we are outreaching into different parishes, um, we've been searching very much for young women who are probably about ages 18 to 26 who would be willing to help as missionaries um, during the summer. And I know, um, especially this month, um, the month of June that we've been actually a little short on some of those missionaries. And so, yeah, I mean, if there are any young women who are listening um, who would be interested in helping out, um, we have, we still have spaces for them. And um, of course, on the other end, there's also the campers, um, the young women to come. And so our camps are still open for registration. Um, so any young women, the, the camps we're doing this year are nine to 14 year olds. Um, and of course, then there's also the, the counselors, the high school young women. Um, but, yeah, I guess anyone ages 9 to 26, there's some type of opportunity <laughs> for that outreach and growth and holiness. So
1: and, and where where do folks go to register or find out where you guys um, are going to be conducting these events, sister?
2: Yeah, so on our Minnesota website. So it's schoensthattin.com. So that's S-C-H-O. O E N S T A T T M N dot com, um, and under the events page we have the registration and all the information about these camps.
1: Eli, are we able to get that up on our on the Real Presence Radio website? Yeah, I'm getting the thumbs up. So, uh, if you had a difficult time driving down the road uh, on the interstate <laughs> at, at 75 miles an hour and you're trying to grab a pen quick, just put your pen down. <laughs> uh go to the real presence radio uh website and eli will be able to get that up there so that you can get that website down uh and go on the events page um and that will give you all the information it's all online registration is are there is it a form fill out and you e- and you mail it back in or is it just the regular on the website sister Yep, it's
2: online everything so awesome. it'll take you the link takes you to uh, the registration page, and it's pretty simple.
1: For someone who can never get their printer to work, I appreciate that, sister. Thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, it, um, the response rate is a lot better <laughs> in that way.
1: Yeah. Um, now, I, I I assume I could give my, my own answer, but I'm not going to project that uh, onto you necessarily. But uh, I have thoughts on why things like this, especially considering the fact that you're doing it, you know, all girls, which I absolutely love and adore. I think there's absolute brilliance and genius in what you're trying to accomplish. Why are things like this that you're doing for the girls this summer at these different parish camps? Why, why is this so important? What's the impact that you foresee having from uh, these these events?
2: Yeah, so I think this year, um, more than before, especially after so many things were closed due to covid Um, So we found it to be very important that we would continue to have the camps, even though um, this year it wasn't possible to have the overnight ones in Sleepy Eye. Um, But something to be able to help our young women to be able to have some type of interaction with each other and grow in faith again with each other. And remember that they're not alone, Um, especially for those who are a little bit older. Um, I think that isolation hit a little hard. But to see again the face and to enkindle each other's face um, has been so important. And I know for me, um, this has been a dream that I've had for a long time that we could take something like this to spread Schoenstatt and um, Schoenstatt's view also on on women and how the special education of women to to more young young people around the state um, because. Yeah, we reach out to those who are able to come, but we know our camps are also limited by number when it's overnight at our retreat center. Our camps usually fill up within a matter of minutes from the time that the registration goes up. And so there's many young women who end up on that waiting list. But being able to now outreach into the parishes allows us to reach more young women who wouldn't otherwise be able to come due to the space of bedrooms that we have in our center.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the things that I took away from the whole summer of twenty twenty with the riots and stuff that was going on across the country, I guess I didn't think that my the the country in which I lived was in such a fragile condition. You know that things could get that mm-hmm. bad that quickly, and my big takeaway was how many blessings <laughs> have we received from religious communities, most especially women religious, that have prayed for God's merciful hand over us. And we've not really appreciated the amount of blessings we have received uh, from our women religious. And and I just felt like that was a very, a very eye-opening time to realize that. And so to get women, young women, you know, who who are considering a vocation into the the, the 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 smelled space. I think it was Pope Francis made some comment mm-hmm. about when you minister to people, you should smell like them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but to, to, to be so close that you smell like these girls and most especially they, they smell like you. And 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 the importance of that for generations could be so drastically important that that what what else would be more important than to have more religious pray for us? I mean, I think 2020 showed us we, we really are in desperate need of women uh, living a Christ-centered life focused on following God's will to to help uh, His graces and His mercies endure in our country.
2: Yes, no, that is definitely true. And I think for us, that has a very big um, big impact on what we're doing. Um, to try and yeah, and kindle that that love in the young women that they they too can discover their vocation and within our our movement too, knowing that no matter no matter whether um, the young women who come to our camps will one one day become sisters themselves or be married married women and mothers or um, even dedicate themselves entirely to the church as single young women, knowing that each one of us, especially as women, has such a a heart open and ready to to serve and to be in contact with the divine to really uplift our whole country, um, to uplift those around us, that they can experience what you said, that, um, as Pope Francis would say, to smell like the sheep, um, or the sheep to smell like their shepherd, but that no matter where it is that they go in their life, that they too can can pray and to, to bear Bear the world in their heart the way that the blessed mother did and does now from from heaven,
1: yeah, and so i I just want to put out a challenge, especially to young women in Minnesota, but of course you know if you're in the surrounding states and real presence radio certainly is in those surrounding areas as well uh if you if you have if you're listening to this there's there's a reason why i don't I don't believe in any accidents. And uh, giving some of your time uh, to these uh, sisters to help as a you know adult chap—I don't know—chaperone, volunteer, whatever the word is—but um, but do please uh, reach out and consider spending some time with these sisters. It might be might be your own vocational discernment uh, that will benefit most uh, from doing that. Do you have a thought on that, sister? Yeah, I know.
2: For, I can say it for myself that that really was for me. And I was actually just telling a young woman the other day um, how the time that I had serving as a missionary, um, actually in Nebraska, was so influential on my own life and faith, and for two of my friends as well. And for them, it was to discover very clearly how strong their faith was and the influence that it was going to have on their vocation that their longing to be a mother was to be a physical mother. And they've since been found found their spouses and have beautiful families. Um, And then for me to discover that my longing to be a mother was to be a mother for the church and a mother for for the people. And for all of us, regardless of what it came out to be, it was such an important moment of um, service, of growth in faith, and discovering of our own vocation.
1: Yeah and and I try to instill this I've I've nine daughters sister I I try to instill in my own mm. my own children like if you don't have a desire to be a mother you're not probably going to be a very good religious sister. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't really yeah. think there's something appealing about being a religious sister I kind of feel bad for your future husband cuz I don't think you're going to be a very good <laughs> wife or mother either.
2: Yes. No that is so true. The blessed mother lived all three vocations and all all those aspects of womanly service, womanly motherliness, and womanly spirituality are important. No matter where it is that we're called, they have to be fostered. Yeah.
1: Uh, so again, for for the volunteers or for the young ladies, if you're listening to this and you're like, I need to get my daughter in front of Sister Josephine stat right now, uh, how do they go about <laughs> finding out how to register?
2: Yeah, so they can, I guess, the, the link is now on the Real Presence Radio site. Um, it would be for our website, for in Minnesota, schoenstatt.mn.com.
1: And that's S-C-H-O-E-N-S-T-A-T-T-M-N.com. Is that yes. correct? Yes. All right, yes that's All right, sister, it's been a wonderful morning. Uh, I really enjoy having Religious Sisters on whenever possible, and... Just your, you, you can feel it from your voice uh, just how uh, beautiful and, and, and joy-filled and Christ-centered you are. Thank you so much for joining us today on Real Presence Live.
2: Thank you for having me. It was a joy.
1: All right, thank you, sister. And on the other side of our break, we're going to talk to uh, someone who's got some tips and tricks for homeschooling kids. If you're like me, you are a homeschool family, so you're always interested to learn how to do it better. We'll get that on the other side of the break. You're listening to Real Presence Live.